Hey everyone, this is our Midweek Leadership Podcast. We believe that as you listen to it, it is going to move your life forward. So get ready for an amazing message. Oh, good morning everyone, how are we? Is everybody doing good? I'm excited. Uh, I'm going to dust off some notes here actually from 2018. Let's go. Uh, a little, little Thursday morning we had several years ago. Uh, that's still very relevant and actually is still really challenging me. Uh, I don't know if you've ever like talked to someone or given someone advice or had heard a message where you're like, mm, I don't really want to talk about that anymore. <laughs> that's kind of what I feel like this morning as I was reading my notes yesterday. I was like, oh, wow, this really just like still is resonating in a place where I really need to improve on this awesome. and really, really need to work on this. So yeah. I'm excited for what God uh, is speaking to just to me personally today. So hopefully it blesses you yeah. and hopefully all of us are better leaders after this moment because I really feel like this is for our church right now and this yeah. is for me right now. So I'm excited. We're going to be in Acts chapter 18 and we're going to skip around just a little bit here. Uh, but as you're looking for that, as you're finding that really quickly, I'm going to pray, and then we're going to jump in. God, we are so thankful for your presence. I pray that you would be here with us this morning, that you would speak to us loud and clear, that you would challenge us, Lord, and that you would move those things in our hearts around, Lord, that are, that are blocking our leadership. Father, remove a ceiling for us this morning. Father, let us lead better and move your kingdom forward better like you would have us to, Father. In your name we pray. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Okay, verse 1. Then Paul left Athens and went to Corinth. There he became acquainted with a Jew named Aquila, born in Pontus, who had recently arrived from Italy with his wife Priscilla. They had left Italy when Claudius Caesar deported all Jews from Rome. Paul lived and worked with them, and they were tent makers just as he was. Now, the first three verses, nothing earth-shattering there. It's two people that left Rome when Caesar makes everybody leave Rome. They come to Corinth here and Athens with... Paul, Paul's a tent maker. Yep. Nobody knows Paul is writer of the first two, like two-thirds of the New Testament, like the greatest disciple ever. No one knows Paul as this. Yeah. Paul's just a guy that makes tents and lives in our house. <laughs> He's just a guy who's around, and it's like not, not an earth-shattering thing that's here. Uh, and the, this, even this scripture kind of skips over it as well. You go to, to verse 4. Each Sabbath found Paul at the synagogue trying to convince the Jews and Greeks alike. And after Silas and Timothy came down from Macedonia, Paul spent all his time preaching the word and testified that Jews, that Jesus was the Messiah. So he's making tents and he's living with these people, and now he's transitioned to spending all of his time preaching and telling Jews that Jesus is the Messiah. Like, real quick, he's here, now he's here, he has some friends with him, he's going to go do these things. Get on to verse 6, but then... When they opposed and insulted him, Paul shook the dust from his clothes and said, Your blood is upon your own hands. I'm innocent. From now on, I will go preach to the Gentiles. So now he's moved fully into his mission field. He's going to go talk to the yeah. Gentiles. He's going to move on, going to do these things. Then we're going to skip. So now you have kind of where Paul's at. He's a tent maker. He's living with these people. His friends come down. He's preaching. The Jews are like, you don't know what you're talking about. He's like, I do know what I'm talking about. This is on you. I'm out of here. I'm going to go do these other things. I'm going to talk to some more people who want to listen. He goes down, and then we're going to skip actually all the way down to verse 24. And in comes this guy named Apollos. And now this guy named Apollos is like, for our context, he's like the Stephen Furtick, Brian Houston of his time. Like, everybody knows this guy. He's, he preaches a ton, and he actually knows what he's talking about. Um, so we're going to go there. For meanwhile, a Jew named Apollos... An eloquent speaker who knew the scriptures well had arrived in Ephesus from Alexandria in Egypt. 
He had been taught the way of the Lord, and he taught others about Jesus with an enthusiastic spirit and with accuracy. So like I said, he's not only passionate about what he's doing, he's excited about what he's doing, but he actually knows what he's talking about. He's accurate. He's smart. That's why people want to listen. People want to know what he's got to say because he's smart and he's accurate. However, he knew only of John's baptism. So he only knew of trusting God, trusting Jesus, and the forgiveness that comes along with that. He didn't know about the Holy Spirit and being baptized in the Holy Spirit and all of those things yet. I say that to say, like, God can use anybody with any place yeah. of knowledge in yeah. any place of your relationship with God and any, any moment that you're going to be in, you can be used and be yeah. in, in those things. So then you pick it up, verse 26. When Priscilla and Aquila heard him preaching boldly in the synagogue, they took him aside and explained the way of God even more accurately. So that's where we're going to stop right there is in verse 26. They heard him preaching. They took him aside and explained the way of God even more accurately. And what I want to talk about for a second is how did they explain it more accurately than Apollos? Apollos is this guy who has all this knowledge, all these things. He actually is like, for our context, like he's a, he's a preacher. He's a pastor. He's, yeah. he's in this moment. And these people are like nobody tent makers. Yeah. They yeah. bring him in. They talk to him. But who spent time with Priscilla and Aquila? Is Paul. Yeah, that's right. So who actually discipled Apollos? Yeah. Priscilla and Aquila. Yeah. Yeah. And who discipled Priscilla and Aquila? Oh, wow. Is Paul. Yeah. Indirectly. Yeah. Paul had never spoken to Apollos. Paul hadn't, at, at least for, for our knowledge, we don't know, but hadn't met Apollos at this time. He hadn't done these things. But the people that he had spent time with and poured his life into yeah. were pouring into this guy. And what I want us to think about here, and this is even great for me thinking about today, is like Paul didn't wait for his title. Paul didn't wait to get into full-time ministry. Paul didn't wait for his moment to arrive to then I'll start preaching to people, then I'll start changing people's lives, then we can start doing these things. Paul's like, I'm a tent maker. I'm digging the trenches right now, but there's people on my right and on my left that need to know about Jesus. So he's pouring into them and pouring into them, and it really like, changes their life forever. So they grab, they grab Apollos, they, they talk to him, they speak to him, and they, they do it more accurately than he did. So I want us to know, like, it's not, I'm not saying right now, like, I, I, what I'm saying is Paul is, is, he's, and we are too, we're always on. We're always leaders. We're yeah, always doing these things. But that's not the main point. Don't leave today thinking, like, we're always on, we're always leaders. Got it. The point is, who discipled who? God is in this moment. Paul is in this moment. Paul is, is reaching the people that are on his right and on his left. And then those people are reaching out. Right. And those people right. are discipling other people. Right. Yeah. So are, are we as leaders, are we discipling people who can disciple people? Are we giving away ministry and giving away leadership in a way of such that like other people are also going to do that? Now, I'm not saying you have to find the cookie cutter person. You have to find the person that's perfect, that's talented, that's doing all these things. But are we empowering the people that are next to us to, hey, say, hey, go and take this and put it in somebody else. Go and take this and talk to somebody with it. Go have coffee with somebody and walk them through this piece of scripture or walk them through this podcast you've been listening to. Are we empowering people 
to lead other people? Or is it the 15 of us in this room spending time with each other a little bit and one other person, but not telling that one other person they should be spending time with one other person who should be spending time with one other person. Like this, this trickle effect has stopped. And I'm, I'm saying it stopped because I know it stopped with me. Yeah. Am I asking the guys and the people I'm spending time with to spend time with other people? That's awesome. It's, it's really, really awesome. challenging me in these moments. Um, but also the other beautiful thing, even for our church, on mission to make every story matter. We tell stories every week, and we hear stories of life change, of marriages being restored, of all these beautiful, amazing things that I pray never get comfortable for us. Yeah. Yeah. But the actual beauty in this story alone here with Priscilla and Aquila is that their life was changed and they learned about the Lord and then somebody else's life was changed and learned about the Lord. So the the beautiful win for us as a church and for us, when when you see life change happen, that life change should multiply to more life change. A marriage that's restored should be able to to pour into a marriage that needs restoring. Someone can sit across the table from and say, hey, me too. We were there. This is what happened. This is what God did. This is what I would do going forward. Let's pray together. Let's walk together. This is why connect groups and community are important. That's why we're pushing it so hard and telling our church, find your people, find your people, find your people. Is because what God has done and changed in your life can help someone else's life change, can help someone else's life move forward. And the other thing, really, I was, I was, this morning I was sitting and I was praying. I'm like, God, speak to me. What do we need to hear in this? And I felt like, oh, I don't even want to say it because it hurts so bad. God was asking me if I'm the kind of leader Apollos is. Wow. Wow. Apollos had knowledge. Apollos knew what he was talking about. Apollos knew God and knew the forgiveness of wow. Jesus and knew how to pull people into that. But Apollos was ready to learn more. Apollos was ready for a deeper knowledge of what God had in him and what he would want to do through him. So this morning, I want to challenge all of us. If you're listening this morning, if you're in the room, are you that kind of leader who's hungry to grow? Who's hungry to, I I know this, but I want to know more. Not only are you able to teach other people, but are you able to be taught? Um, Whatever that it may be. So I, I want to remain teachable this morning, but I also want to remain this morning is a leader who's empowering other leaders. The people to our right and to our left is what's going to change the person to their right and to their left. That's right. That's right. You know, it's it's this trickle effect. There can't be six people who spend time with 500. Mm -hmm. The six people spend time with six to 12 people, and then that trickles down to like... 24 and 48. I can't do any any more multiples of 12, but you get what I'm saying. We're going to keep going. Like it it trickles all the way down until it's this ripple effect that that changes and multiplies. And this this community can be large and great and growing, but also still feel like, man, I've seen, I've been helped, I've been worked through. Someone is leaning into my thing and I'm leaning into someone else's thing. Like it's this, 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 this whole idea of community. So this morning as leaders, a couple of things I just want to reiterate, I want to remind myself, is who are you spending time with? And is that person able to spend time with and disciple someone else in the way that you're spending time with and discipling them? And then the, other, the, the, the last moment is, are you the kind of leader who's eager to learn and, and be taught as well? Or are you the kind of leader who's like, I know what I need to know, and I'm going to keep moving? Yeah. 
because that wasn't who Apollos was. It's not who Paul was, not who any of these guys were. They were ready and eager to learn and ready to be changed and ready to move forward in what God has called them to do. So this morning, let's move forward in what God has called us to do. Let's move forward and grab some more people. Let's move forward and, and join another connect group and look at some people around us and say, hey, let's do this together. Let, let's go and let's do it. So God, we are thankful for your presence. God, I pray that your presence would speak and reach into our church, reach into our connect groups, reach into the moments that we have with each other, Father, and that your voice would be what people hear. Your voice and your words and your discernment would lean in to our coffees, to our connections, to our connect groups, Father, to everything that we're doing. Lord, would your spirit be loud and clear. It's in your name that we pray. And everyone said, amen. 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 Love you all. Hey, church, we hope this message has pushed you forward in your leadership and your relationship with God. We can't wait to see you this Sunday or in a connect group. Have an amazing week. We'll see you then.